Help us relax and enjoy the time time. Thank you, Jesus. In your mighty name, amen. Okay, so we're on the parables. You guys liking the parables? Something a little different. Let me sit you over here. So tonight, uh, we're going to do the parable of the unforgiving debtor or the unmerciful servant. You guys ever read that one before? It's in Luke 18. So have you ever been wronged by somebody or hurt? Everybody in this room's probably been mistreated at one time or hurt or so how, what's what's your first your natural instinct to react to that? In the natural. It's vengeance, right? I mean that's the first thing that pops up, and I have to admit, I'm the same way. You wronged me, I want to wrong you back. It's not right. This parable will tell us that. I used to work with a guy. He would go out of his way, my prior job before I was in business. If you wronged him, he would go out of his way to get you back. He would just think of ways to mess with you after that, to get you back. I was like, man, that's not right. It's not right to be like that. And he just carried a grudge the whole time. We're not supposed to be carrying a grudge, right? We've been set free, so we don't have to be like that. We're forgiven. We're supposed to share, right? We're forgiven. Let it go. And I think it's a choice. We can either forgive people or not to forgive people, right? We can, we can I, I tell you if, you, if you carry unforgiveness, and I know we've all done it at times, there may be somebody in here tonight that maybe you have a lot of unforgiveness backed up. You got to let it go. You're building your own prison. You are not free. You are just keep going because you're holding on. It's going to make you angry, and it's going to make you bitter till the end if you don't let it go. Forgive that person. And it's not easy to forgive. We know that, right? Let's check out this parable. It's in Luke, I mean Luke, it's in Matthew 18. And it starts in 21. Parable of the unforgetting debtor. Okay, then Peter came to him and he asked, Lord, how often should I forgive someone who sins against me? Against me, Seven times? Well, see, back then, first of all, Peter was being a little generous because back then the rabbis taught you it only had to be three times. So Peter almost jokingly says, well, what about seven, Jesus? Look what Jesus responds. He says, no, not seven times. Seventy-seven times. So now if you've been wronged and you're carrying this grudge, you're telling me I have to forgive that person 77 times? Basically what he's saying is quit counting. Just quit counting. Just keep forgiving them and move on. Keep going. Keep moving on. So Jesus tells us in this illustration... He says, therefore, the kingdom of heaven can be compared to a king who decided to bring his accounts up to date with his servants who had borrowed money from him. Now, I would think back in the day, I picture this. The king's palace was always elevated, right? So you always had to go up the steps to visit the king. And if you were summoned by the king, you had to be going, what's going on? What, why does he want to see? Almost like going to the principal's office, like, uh-oh. I owe him money. I know I owe him money, and he's calling me in to basically settle the debt. 
And if you'll notice in our justice system, all the Supreme Court, all the courts are elevated. You have to always go up long steps to get to where you're going. It's like the power is up high, right? So we have to make that long climb. So in the process, one of his debtors was brought in who he owed millions of dollars. So back then, it would have been like 10,000 talents. So to break it down, a day's wage was called a denarius. You were paid one denarius for one day's wage, okay? It takes 6,000 denarius for one talent, okay? This guy owed 10,000 talents. That's like 600,000 days of work to pay it back. You see the illustration? It's so high, this guy could never pay it back, okay? See where I'm going? It's the same way with our sin. We could never pay Jesus back for what he did for us. And we all owe at least 10,000 talents from the sin in our lives, right? We've all done it. How many in here are saved tonight? I'd like just about everybody. Amen. That's great. That's good. Isn't it great to be free? And you know, we don't have to carry like that sin debt anymore. It's been forgiven. So this guy owed millions of dollars and he couldn't pay it back. So the master ordered that he be, that he be sold and along with his wife, his children, and everything he owned to pay the debt. Back in those days, that's how they handled it. They sold you off as slaves. They sold your land. They take your land. However, to pay the debt back. But the man fell before the master and he begged him, please be patient with me and I'll pay it all. How is this guy going to pay a debt like that? That's an unpayable debt. So he's pleading with the king. Basically, help me, I'll pay it, I'm good for it. Then the master was filled with pity and he released him and he forgave his debt. Just like when you say yes to Jesus, your debt has been paid. It's easy, right? It's like you just say yes and it's gone. So the king forgives his debt and he sets the guy free. That had to be a great feeling, right? He was just summoned to the king. You're kind of worried because you owe 10,000 talents and he says, okay, I'm going to take pity on you. I'm going to let you go. So watch what, he, what this guy does. But when the man left the king, he went to a fellow servant who owed him a few thousand bucks, which is a very small debt compared to what he owed. Basically nothing. It would have been about uh, three months worth of wages he owed this servant. He grabbed him by the throat and he demanded instant payment. He was just forgiven millions of dollars worth, and now he's going to rob this guy of basically about $3,000. So the guy didn't even receive the forgiveness from the king, right? And he's certainly not going to pass it on to this guy. His fellow servant, slow down here. His fellow servant fell down before him and he begged for a little more time. He says, be patient with me and, I'll, and I will pay it. But his creditor wouldn't wait. He had the man arrested and he put him in prison until the debt could be paid in full. Wow, so the king lets him off and he has this guy 
thrown in jail because he couldn't pay him back the little measly sum that he, that he owed. Doesn't sound fair, does it? You guys still with me? You know, it's the same way when somebody hurts you or mistreats you or abuses you or humiliates you. The same way. There's a debt that's been created, right? And the first thing you want to do is get back. In in the natural, we want to get back. But in the spirit, we're supposed to forgive that person. Right? That's what the word tells us to do. In the natural response, when somebody offends you, is you you got to get them back. And how do you get them back? Through gossip. You might slander their word, try to ruin their reputation, because maybe they did something or said something to you, and you got back at them. So now they're going to get back. See, it goes just back and forth and back and forth. If you don't forgive, they're not going to forgive, so it's just going to go back and forth, back and forth. It could go on forever. I don't know how many stories that we've heard of families who haven't talked to one another in years over something stupid, And once somebody makes that move, look what God does. He restores the family. And it's generally something really simple that started years ago. And it didn't have to be that way. You know, say, if you're carrying around a lot of unforgiveness, it's not healthy. It's not healthy at all. You're getting more bitter. You're getting more angry because of the circumstances or how they treated you or things like that, it just builds on itself. Just forgive them. Just forgive that person. And if somebody comes to you, grant the forgiveness. When you ask for forgiveness, that frees you. So whatever they do with it, that's on them. But if you ask for forgiveness, that sets you free. It's like you've cleaned up your side of the street. Now we can go. I'm done. I don't have to carry it anymore. But... You don't forget. You don't want to forget because you don't want it to happen again, right? And forgiveness is not just forgetting what somebody's done to you. That's not forgiveness. Forgiveness is not condoning what they did either, saying it's okay. It's not okay. Forgive them. So this guy was thrown in prison until till the debt could be paid. And I would assume that they probably sold his family or his furniture or his land or whatever it took to pay that debt while he was in jail. Because I was thinking when I first, when you read that, when you just read the text, you're thinking, well, how is he going to earn any money in jail? And if you do, it's probably very, very small amount. I don't know what the amount is nowadays, but I don't think it's much if you're in there for a day. I have no idea. A couple bucks a day? I don't know. I don't know what it is. It's not much. So if you owe somebody a ton of money, you're going to be there for a while until the debt's paid. So when some of the other servants saw this, they were very upset. I was just thinking what you said again, Lisa, about people are watching our moves, however we handle situations. So when we're mistreated, we have to act like a Christian. We don't want to project something that's not becoming of that, right? We don't want to overreact. <laughs> I had a friend. You guys know him, but I won't say who he is. Um, overreacted one time when he was on a video. Co- we were doing a video chat. 
And uh, this guy was just trying to help him out because he's disabled. <laughs> Closed his gas cap, okay? So he wouldn't have to get out of the car and shut it. And he freaks out because a guy touched his car. And he was on a video call with us, and we're like, <coughs> is that the real guy? Is that the real you, the guy in the car to just rip that guy a new one for, no, I mean, zero to 100, like that. And all he did was, he, and you can even hear the guy, hey, I'm just trying to help you, buddy. I'm sorry. That's not a good witness for Christ at all, right? Which, going down the line, he's got a lot of unforgiveness in his heart. That's why he's bitter. That's why he's angry. He's letting it build. Thinks everybody's out to get him. We're all against him. We're not against him. We're for him, trying to help him, right? And if you're listening, we love you, dude. Seriously. You need to get back here. That's what you need to do. So again, these people were watching. So they went to the king. And they told him everything that happened. Which they should have, because if that's one of your guys that just got free, what are you doing acting like that? So then the king called in the man that had been forgiven and said, You evil servant. You're evil, dude. I forgave you that tremendous debt because you pleaded with me, showed pity on him. He had compassion for the guy. Shouldn't you have mercy on a fellow servant just as I've had mercy on you? Then the angry king sent the man to prison to be tortured until he had paid his entire debt. So it kind of came full circle. Now he's right back to where he was in the beginning. You're going to jail, basically, if you can't pay your debt. So he ended up there. That's what your heavenly father will do to you if you refuse to forgive your brothers and sisters from the heart. We're called to forgive from the heart. A real deal. Forgive them. No matter what they've done, forgive them. It's not easy. We know that. But Jesus is saying in this illustration to forgive that person. Just like the kings, we have to bear the cost, right? The king bared the cost. It was his money that they borrowed, and he said, okay, don't worry about it. I got you. So when somebody wrongs us, we have to bear the cost and forgive them. Guys kind of get the illustration? <laughs> I think that's a yes or a no. I'll like, oh, be quiet. <laughs> So the servant was just forgiven millions, and the other guy was only the $3,000. He just he wouldn't do it. So, so when you forgive somebody, you're experiencing freedom, right? You are free. God has set us free. Just like Jesus is the king that's setting us free. He's paying our sin debt for us. It's paid in full because we can't pay him back, right? He took it. He's the king. He's bearing the cost. There's all kinds of things we can learn from this parable. Number one, obviously, is to forgive. As he's saying, forgive. Because of the debt that we've been forgiven. If you're struggling with unforgiveness, you have the power to forgive because of you've been set free. That's what he's saying. You've been set free. So now pass the grace on to somebody else. And it's not easy. Grace is hard, right? 
It's hard on a daily basis. People irritate you and things like that. But we have to remain in self-control, which is part of fruits of the Spirit, which we were talking about that the other day. I heard this, or I read this devotion. It was talking about the fruits of the Spirit, self-control was last. And I was like, well, why did Paul make that last? Or did it just come up that way? Because, you know, if you have self-control, all the other things are going to kind of fall into place. You are going to be kinder. You're going to be gentler. You're going to have more patience if you're self-controlled, right? Sounds like a pretty simple formula. But we know it's not on a daily basis when people irritate us and we fly off the handle when we're not supposed to. You guys hear that? It sounds good, doesn't it? <laughs> Maybe I'll just turn the mic off and let them go. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Yeah, I love the kids. Yes, sir. Sweet. That is awesome. Thank you, Jesus. That is, wow. There's something good going on, right? All right, so let's, let's check out uh, Romans uh, chapter 5, verse 6 through 10. So when we were utterly helpless, you guys remember that? You remember basically being at the end of your rope? Jesus comes along. Christ came at the right time, and he died for us sinners. Now, most people would not be willing to die for an upright person, though someone might perhaps be willing to die for a person who is especially good. But God showed his greatest love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. And since we have been made right in God's sight by the blood of Christ, he will certainly save us from God's condemnation. For since our friendship with God was restored by the death of his son while we were still his enemies, we will certainly be saved through the life of his son. That is awesome, isn't it? You know, I talk about that. I've, I've mentioned it several times. You know, before I knew Christ, I thought I was, I didn't know a whole lot about God or even how to get to heaven. I just thought basically being a decent person would get you there. Until it was revealed to me, somebody broke it down saying, well, that's nice, but that's not it. Christ died for you. And if you still haven't opened your heart to let him in, do it tonight. We're not guaranteed tomorrow, guys. But you can, you can nail it down tonight and make it permanent. It'll be done. It's a done deal. Once you say yes to Jesus, it's a done deal. Your sins are forgiven. And all the ones that are to come, too. How about that? Each day is new. We fail Him every day, but you know what? He loves us. He loves us so much, we'll never know until we get there. But He died on the cross for us. His blood was spilled for us. Even after accepting Jesus, I remember carrying it around. It was like, okay, I accepted this gift. Now I'm going to put it in my back pocket for a while, and I'm just going to carry it around. Okay? Felt good. I was, I was been forgiven. I really didn't quite understand what that meant for a while until you start reading God's Word. You start digging for yourself. 
So then I took that gift out and I started to open it up. That's a big deal what he did for us, guys. It's not something to be taken lightly because it offers so much. That's one heck of a gift, man, the forgiveness. And it gives us, through the power of the Holy Spirit, to forgive others. We can't do it on our own, right? And if we can, it might be, eh, I forgive you. I forgive you, man. But it's not a real forgiveness because you're still thinking about it. But, ever had that? I forgive you, but. There's no buts. Let it go. There's no deals to be made. You just forgive it, just like Jesus forgave you. It's the grace that's been afforded to us. So we have to share the same grace with others. And that's not easy. Forgiveness is the best way to show the love of God. Forgive somebody. I found this story. You guys might remember this. It was from 2006, and it was a tragedy. October 2nd, 2006, in the Amish community, okay, there was a gunman that shot 10 children, boarded himself in the school. He shot 10 of them, execution style, five of them died. And then he shoots himself. Guess what the Amish community did? I remember seeing that on the news, and my first thought was to get them back. That was my first thought. Just get the family, get everybody. That's horrible to do that to kids, execution style. I just, ooh. Until I thought about it a little bit, and that's not what Jesus would do. The Amish community went and visited his parents and gave them sympathy for their loss. Their son just killed himself. The whole community went there. Can you imagine that? That's real forgiveness there. That is showing God's love to other people. And guess what? Over half the people at the funeral for this gunman were the Amish community. They really stood up in their quiet way. They didn't get on media or anything. They just showed God's love. Very tight community. And sometimes I look at them, I'm like, how come we Christians aren't more like them? We should be more like them. You know? Maybe not some of the hard rules they have, but we should show love like they show love. It was amazing. And it also showed their steadfast faith. A lot of those kids were under 15 years old. And I don't even know how I would react either. I, 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 I don't know. I'd like to think that I would have the same grace to them. You know, practice what I preach, but I, I would probably struggle with it, I have to admit. I would really struggle. But I know through the power of Christ, he would get me through it. That's the only way I could get through it. Because if I, I can guarantee if I weren't saved, my first thought would be vengeance. And it would probably be do, do something stupid to get back. Vigilante for a long time until I got everybody back. That's not right. But that's our natural tendency is, is, is to go to vengeance. But Christ is saying, if you keep an eye on me, through these hard times, you're going to be able to make it. You won't have these feelings. Amen. All right, so go to uh, let's go to Romans twelve real quick. Romans.
Romans 12, 17 through 21. First verse, never pay back evil with more evil. That's our natural tendency, right? Do things in such a way that everyone can see you honorable because people are watching. They're watching how you're going to handle this. Especially, you're out in the public at, at, at a, let's say you're at Home Depot or something and you're getting to run around and you become a crazed idiot or something and people are watching. You know, they're going to say, hey, I saw this guy. He's not who you think he is. Is that the real guy? You don't want that. You want to be the same guy that you're in here out there, okay? That's, this is the training ground, and we use what we learn here to apply it out there. You know, Billy Graham had an old saying, and I liked it. Soap only works when it's applied, right? God's word only works when it's applied. You can read it, you can store it in your heart, but if you don't apply it to these, these principles to our everyday life, it's not going to work. So apply what you've learned. Help, help you to deal with these situations. Do all you can to live in peace with everyone. Dear friends, never take revenge. Leave that to the righteous anger of God. For the God says, I will take revenge. I will pay them back, says the Lord. It's up to him. He's the ultimate judge. He's the one that's going to deal with the evil in the world. We don't have to retaliate. Instead, now check this out. Instead, if your enemies are hungry, feed them. Would you be willing to do that? If your enemy's thirsty, give them something to drink. Because if you do this, you are reaping burning coals on his head. That's a pretty good way to get him back, isn't it? Show some humility and you can get him back that way. So don't, don't let evil conquer you, but conquer evil by doing good. There's a lot of evil in this world today, and it seems like it's getting darker and darker. But there's always a remnant. God's always working. And it's just like the song the girls were singing. Sometimes I don't see you working, and I don't feel you working, but God's always working. He's always working. He's always out ahead of us, blazing the trail. All we have to do is follow. You guys down with that? So God's the ultimate judge. Scripture says, overcome evil with good and forgive as Christ has forgiven you. See if I can remember this other story I read. It was um, I don't I can skip that one. I don't know the whole thing. There's several stories, and you and you can see it on TV with all this crazy stuff that's happening. Some of the first you could tell they're real Christians when the first thing they say is "I forgive that person," and they do it on TV with the camera in their face right after a tragedy. I pray that we all have the strength to do the same thing. Stand up for Christ. Show love to the others because that's just showing God to other people as opposed to taking revenge. We don't want to become part of the problem. We don't want to continue adding to what's currently going on with all this craziness. And we just, if we retaliate, then we're just adding to it. Right? You know, these parables, Jesus was so good at word pictures. 
He'd always paint, he would always use language that people could understand, like the debtor and the talents and things like that. He knew that the self-righteous people, they didn't like it. They just said it was simple teaching. But you know what? People like us, we get it. We understand what Jesus meant. We got it. It was like, we get it. It's almost like a, I wouldn't say a secret code, but in a way, the self-righteous people, they miss it all the time because they think it's simple teaching. But simple teaching is very powerful. Jesus always paints pictures for us to remember. And you, you know those guys were probably talking about some of the things that he taught about. What do, what do you mean by summons by the king? You know, you're summons by the king. When you gave your life, you were being summons. Come. Jesus is saying, come to me. I remember before I was saved, I remember seeing things that started coming around a little bit, just going, wow, that's weird. I'm hearing Christian words. I'm seeing crosses. I'm seeing things like the hounds were on me, and I didn't even really know it. I didn't even know what I was looking for until it was explained to me, because I was doing like everybody else did, trying to fill the void in my life with other things until somebody took the time to share it with me. That's how important sharing your faith with others is. There's a lot of people that don't know. They just don't know. And they order that or they think they're good enough to get there on their own merit. There's going to be a lot of people miss the boat. We don't want to see that. Even our worst enemies, we don't want them to miss the boat. So share your faith, guys. You've been summoned by the king. You said yes to the king. Forgive others and share it with others. Amen? Amen. That's about all I have for tonight, guys. I just, uh, my brain is just scrambled. I'm sorry. Um, I want to encourage you to continue reading the word. That's our lifeline. You know, we get busy. Everybody gets busy. We're all busy. We were, we were on the road all week. Every day we got up, we were on the road all day long. But you know what? We still made time to get in the Word. And we get to talk about God all day long. It's pretty cool. Because it would be really hard to do our job by yourself. I know that. With nobody to talk to and things like that. But we get to share a lot of things that we read or we heard or uh, stories that we heard we share with each other which keeps us going. We're encouraging each other, going, keep going, keep going. Hey, have you read this? Have you seen this video or whatever? We could all do the same thing. Just influence your small sphere is all you have to do. We don't have to do great things. God will do it. All we have to do is start. Just share a little bit. And it can be uncomfortable at times. But remember, people are watching you. So if they see a change in you, what an ultimate way to share, right? It's like, hey, you're different. How come you didn't want to partake in this party? Well, here's what I believe. I believe I should stay away from there is what I believe. <laughs> you guys go to Mardi Gras? I didn't think anybody here would. I was like, nobody's going to be there. <laughs> I was like, eh, we didn't go to that when we were younger either. <clears throat> but, you know, you see on TV, these people live for this. They're going nuts, right? Which is nothing wrong with that unless that's what your idol is and that's what you do, you know. So I want to encourage you guys, keep walking, keep reading, keep worshiping, keep that music on a loop or keep the uh, sermons coming in. 
Stay connected to God because it's a rough world out there, guys. And it's easily get dragged off. It's real easy. I know just from my own experience, walking with God for a long time, and if I don't do my routine, next thing I know, I'm drifting. Just like that little balloon, it just slowly goes, and you're like, well, it's only been a day or two. How'd I end up here already? So if you're not doing anything from week to week, you need to feed the fire, okay? Feed your faith fire or it's going to go out. I guarantee it. Throw another log on the fire. Keep reading. Encourage one another because we need it. Everybody needs encouragement because it's tough out there, guys. We get beat down all the time. Encourage one another. Amen? You guys hungry? Is it killing you to smell it? <laughs> it's like, how long is he going to do this, though? <laughs> All right, I'm going to pray real quick, and then we can eat. Um, Father God, we thank you for tonight. We ultimately thank you for the forgiveness that you've given us, Jesus. We know we can, we're just like that servant. We could never pay you back, God. But you know what? We love what you've done for us, God, and we're going to forgive others just like you've commanded us to forgive. Jesus, we thank you for the food that we're about to have. We pray for the hands. We bless the hands that uh, prepared it, God. We just Let's have some good fellowship time, God, and let's enjoy the evening. And we thank you again, Jesus, in your mighty name. Amen. Now it works.